Arctic Ocean and the Atlantic sector of the Arctic Ocean. Okay, so not near Alaska, but uh, with there are a few records in the Pacific sector. Uh, can you imagine okay. just like being shown a, a narwhal and someone's like, "This is real, I promise," and you're like, "I don't know." <laughs> it looks like th- this looks like a Pokemon you made up. <laughs> yeah, like it looks like someone like made them, like just got bored. Okay, like... first of all, first of all. God made them, so yeah, yeah, got him. <laughs> Here we go, unicorn whale. <laughs> um, it's a the tusk is actually one giant tooth. What? Wait, it's it an enlarged tooth. It's an enlarged tooth. Well, that's where teeth are, Jess. Come on, don't be an idiot on the air. <laughs> teeth go in the mouth. Hey, it's an enlarged tooth with sensory capabilities and up to ten million nerve endings inside. I always thought it was coming wow. from the head. It is an, It is coming from the head, but the mouth is in the head. Yeah, but I always thought it was coming from the top of the head, but now actually I'm looking at the pictures. Yeah, it's like the it's front. It's coming above, yeah. It's kind of hard to like even tell. It's like right in the middle of the forehead, kind of. That must be uh, so annoying to have. They probably like smack their tooth on like everything. <laughs> I, think I don't want to probably... laugh about it, but it's funny to think about. They're having fights. <laughs> they have sword fights. How can I learn more about narwhals? World Wildlife Fund learns more about the movements of narwhals through satellite tracking. We document the paths of narwhals during their annual feeding and reproductive routines to better understand the species. Oh, I can adopt one. Make a symbolic narwhal adoption to help save some of the world's most endangered animals from extinction. And you get a plush toy with your adoption. Where would you keep it, though? It's not a full-sized plush toy. (laughs) Uh, oh, no, I was thinking, where do you keep the narwhal if you're adopting it? If you're ado- you 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 adopt it and let it it let let it live out in the sea. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's sixty. Okay, so narwhal adoption kit is twenty five dollars. Gets you a certificate. Sixty dollars gets you a plush and a gift bag, and a hundred dollars gets you uh, another a mystery gift box along with all that stuff. I'm just picturing uh, you taking like a narwhal home, like you would do if you just adopted a dog. I bet and, you like, could just... fit it in the bath if you have yeah. like a yeah. Just How introducing long... it to all your other pets. Sure. Pet narwhal. I'm googling that now. I want to pet a beluga whale because their their front of their head is just squishy blubber, so that's why if you touch it, it just jiggles. All and... of these are. Pet toys for your pets shaped like a narwhal because, like, I don't think Google has ever just entertained the idea of someone keeping one of these as a pet. (laughs) I'd like a pet octopus. I think you can do that, right? That's legal. Yeah. (gasps) That's what I want to be in my next life when I die and then come back is an octopus. Yeah. Is pet octopus legal? There are currently no laws regarding keeping a pet octopus, and you don't need a permit in any states. They're very I'm not allowed smart. pets in my flat, I don't think, so... Mm-hmm. Not even a goldfish? 
But this is this is a bit bigger than a goldfish. Slightly, yeah. The tank needs to be a minimum. Okay, so a small octopus needs a minimum tank size of fifty gallons. Oh. Uh, care. It's a weekly time commitment and can be expensive. Um, you got to set up the tank right. Get the right lighting. Oh. Make sure your tox- tank does not have any copper in it. It is toxic and will kill your octopus. It would it would scare me the fact that they can fit through some, such small holes as well. But they're a pain to like try and yeah. keep in their tank. That's they the thing. Open it's like your they jars. Can... They escape and open all your jars. Yeah. I swear to God, I gotta find this video. But there was like an octopus that like opened a dra- opened like a desk drawer with a key. Like it like it learned how to use a key and like gripped it and was able to turn it and open a drawer. There oh was yeah, they're, they're that, really intelligent. That escaped yeah. in Japan in the aquarium, and they never found it <laughs> because it, it just, was fu- fucking hiding. It just went by. Uh, hold on a second. Uh. Okay, so listen. Uh, this week. Our heroes got into their own little scrapes with sort of a flying narwhal. Um, a dragon? Mm-hmm. That is... What is, a, what is the ocean version of a dragon? A blue a whale? A Komodo dragon. Oh. In the ocean? That's not in the ocean. That's a, a blue, land. Uh, a blue whale? They're quite large. Hmm. Yeah, but blue whales aren't really um, deadly. They're kind of like... An orca? They're just, they're just chill. Yeah, orca. Orca is uh, uh, deadly. I'm typing an ocean version of a dragon. I got sea dragon. Nessie? Uh, sea dragons are real. I'm going to this website, seadragonsarereal.org. <laughs> I didn't even see a picture of a sea dragon. That seems legit. I, I honestly have never heard of this. Um, I found a leafy sea dragon. It kind of looks like a, okay. um, a seahorse. Yeah, it looks like they are real, actually, so never mind the joke I made. Um, anyway, okay. Wow, they just discovered one in 2015 called a ruby sea dragon. Interesting. We're always finding new stuff. All right, let's get this fucking going. What What is everyone's... Oh, we, we gotta... How do we ease into this? Because this is, this is well, a big one. Well, I want to well, say got- that anyone who's disappointed, I feel like you can't dis- be disappointed in certain deaths. Because it's gonna happen. <laughs> Whether You're not you allowed read to the... be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you read the book or not, I'm sorry, death is gonna happen. I don't think that's why people. So I'm not disappointed. I loved the the finale episode. Yeah, I've I seen a few people kind of uh, make some gripes about it, which I will bring up as we get there, and I think are maybe not really relevant to be honest. Or uh, anyway, but um, let's see here. I've got the I got the page open. Oh, somebody is editing the article right now for this episode. Um, <laughs> on Wikipedia, I'll refresh it. Um, okay, so um, now I'm actually kind of I'm nervous now that somebody's changed did, a crucial did, detail of did the they summary. Change it to say Amon and instead of uh, Christian Cole is a fugly bitch. Let me see. It <laughs> like, doesn't say they he's put a him in the bitch. burn book instead. <laughs> okay. At this rate, I think everyone's going in the burn book. <laughs> They're all as bad as each other. 
people are super mad about him, but um, they did show his eye. Like, what a reveal! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's let's we'll get to that. I do like we gotta we'll we'll, we'll try and keep this like somewhat like, chronological. How do, how do we kick this off? We're uh, in um, Dragonstone with, with Rainey's arriving. Yes. Um, yeah. So she walks into the throne room and is like, "I've killed thousands of people." <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I escaped on dragon and you're like yeah. how did and, you escape dragon well, can, can we like talk about how damon was like how did viserys die <laughs> my he brother was been... well when he, we left no he wasn't <laughs> he's been dying for years he was in his who did, prime <laughs> who did this <laughs> who murdered my brother that whore uh <laughs> It's it is interesting that they were like, how could he have died? Like it was like something that like we weren't talking about for like ten years. Um, Legit, your brother couldn't even get out of bed on his own, and cobwebs came out of his mouth when he spoke. Sorry, my brain just blanked because I saw on this page that the editing is was done by somebody named Crispin Green, and I thought get it said, out of here. I thought it said Crispy Green. I, I like, can't. I can't believe Lord Crispy is editing stuff to make himself look good. Yeah, which I mean, he edited himself right out of the episode, I guess. So good work, but <laughs> um, he'll be back, baby. Um, so yeah, we're. I, I, Renice comes in and she's like, fuck this shit. Listen to me. I killed thousands of people. I got here. I didn't kill the only like six people that needed to die in this kingdom. Um, and uh, here I am. She was like, this This isn't my war after she's just like murdered <laughs> hundreds of people in a, a room. <laughs> this isn't right. my war, but I started something and now you all have to take it over. Yeah. I started this war and you're going to finish it. <laughs> But finally, we see Coralie's. Wait, is that right? Am I Coralie's? Cor- yeah, yeah. Corliss. Corliss. We see Corliss come back, and after his long slumber of injury, and I was like, "Oh, thank goodness! Where have you been?" And she's like, "What is our? What? Are, what are we to do, husband?" And I'm like, "What do you mean? You can't take the side of the green people." I love how he's briefly concerned about his brother's death. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and she's like, oh no, he got his, he's got his head cut off for basically saying shit about Rhaenyra's children. He's like, oh, okay then. <laughs> oh, that's you're, fine then. I, I, feel like, I feel like why they, they had a good relationship, but I also feel like they uh, like Corliss knows that his brother is like quick to temper and like would say shit like that. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't yeah. really even question it. There was... Um, there was also something very important that was brought up that finally was brought up that should have been brought up before is the fact that Rhaenyra um, mentioned to the boys that they're part Baratheon. And obviously it's mentioned in the books, but I was like, oh, finally, she mentions their lineage. She's like, your grandmother is Baratheon. I, I mean, like, technically, that's not their grandmother, but I thought it was funny how she was saying that in private. Like, literally, no one else is around, and she's still going on about this, like, yes. <laughs> this lie. Yes, but I thought it was important that uh, she brought it up to them. Yeah. Um, for people, I guess, who have never read the book or don't know. Um, even though <laughs> nobody else has dark hair <laughs> to throw them off, but still. Oh. Look, this is the thing. We ha- there is a marriage in crisis here. Well, what's gonna, what's gonna happen? Which marriage? Oh, I was talking about Coralise and Rainus. 
Oh, they seem yeah. fine. No, well, they're, she was... they're the strongest marriage of anybody. I know. She, yeah. yeah, she did have a good point, though, because she was like, in order to like deal with the loss of our son, our son, the one I also had, you just like kind of ditched and left for six years, um, which is true and not good. Um, which I mean, I knew we knew that before, but it's just like I don't know. Like I've I've like a kind of a good much lower opinion of him after this whole thing. I mean, this was needed for his little uh, side uh, TV show, which has just been confirmed. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if it's just going to take place over the six years he's gone or something. Yeah, it would be interesting for it to be taking place like when he was a teenager, because his he he, um, yeah, he went all cool. over the place as a teenager. I do wonder if they'll. I, I mean, like if they do a teenager thing, they'll have to get a new actor and everything. So I wonder if they're wanting to do that or not. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the. Oh, that's Ellie. She's she's causing a ruckus. She's got a gun. <laughs> Not Ellie. Put it down. Um, I also... Um, when... So Vernier gets so upset she goes into labor. Yeah. And if you recall that Rainey's mentions to Rhaenyra she is going to have to rule a kingdom but also that giving birth is a battlefield. So it was interesting to show... Um, number one, her trying to give birth and struggling and also flashing to date, calling out to Damon as he's trying to make decisions why she, she gives birth to this baby. Yeah. So this kind of like, this is, I thought the way they've treated Damon this episode is a bit odd. I know he's been a bit of a dick for the rest of the season, but when you compare it to some of the details in the book, it feels like they've purposely gone out of their way to remove like details about his character. Like in the book, he's he's there for the birth and he comforts Rhaenyra after the baby's stillborn. I think that what they did, and I prob- I don't know that I like agree with this, but I think what they did was they were like, while making this show, they were like, I think we might have... Uh, I think we might have made Damon like too likable. Yeah, like, we I think need that to like well. we need to like roll it back, and not not saying they're responding to like fan stuff, right? Because that hadn't started happening yet when they made this. But meaning like when they're looking back on the scripts, they're like, we made Damon pretty like we made like him a little too likable. He's supposed to be kind of a morally gray character. People don't know which way he's going to turn, what he's going to do at any time. Like maybe he should be a little bit like wilder and like unpredictable and more violent and so i think that's what happened where like it's it is a little odd because of i think the time skip too because like at this point it's like they've been married for 10 years and it's like you would think it'd be strange that he would like lose his temper like that on her and like yeah. you know, physically attack her but like I don't know. Like uh, that was just my line of thinking. Cause like, I don't, I don't know that it makes a lot of sense, but I, my other thought is maybe he's just like really, really upset about his, his brother's death and has kind of like lost his mind for a bit. Yeah. There, there was um, some behind, or was it, was it behind? I can't, I don't know if it was behind the scenes or the, um, yeah, I think it was behind the scenes shots of him basically. Cause they, they show him briefly out at the sea after Visenya, which is the baby's name dies. Um, and there's the behind the scenes shots of him like lying on the floor and in the sea and stuff and like looking really distraught and it feels like they've cut out that. And then Did it I was miss also that? Oh my gosh. I it was I it was literally a few that. seconds. They just cut to his face looking like sort of sad. But like the behind the scenes um images that they had for that scene were he looked a lot more upset. 
Hmm. Um, and it just feels like they've gone for a much more emotionless approach, especially because they also took out the scene where he comforts his daughters after their mother's death. Yeah, that was a big one too. Yeah. They cut out. Um, hmm. But I also think that it's so strange considering the fact that one of his his last wife died in childbirth and he was very upset about that. Like, why would he? Why would he treat her that way? She she yeah. had a very traumatic childbirth this time around. Hmm. Yeah. I. Uh. The the whole like, ch- and I will say like I guess kind of moving on a little bit like she goes through this whole childbirth thing and then, um. Like, coming out of it, she's obviously like not physically or mentally well, right? Um, and comes out of it with uh basically having to kind of take over immediately like as as the queen yeah. uh because like yeah at the, at the funeral you know eric uh shows up it's either eric or eric i'm, I'm not sure which uh, one it is. it's it's eric with an a i believe but uh I no this summary says it's eric with an e oh sorry guys i keep getting my eric's mixed up yeah i can't believe it so he shows up with viserys's crown because if we remember back to the last episode uh, Otto uh, had wanted to crown Aegon with uh, Aegon the First's uh, crown, the Conqueror's yeah. crown he wore. So, like you know, Viserys's crown was not uh, being used at the moment, which is cool. I, I when they when they used the con- when they used the Aegon's crown for the last episode, I was thinking like, oh, isn't that kind of unusual? Like, wouldn't they typically just pass the crown down from the previous king? Um, and I think that is, I think it is unusual, but I kind of like what they did with it. Because it like kind of is very, I don't know. It, it like it, it's an even more like pitting the sides against each other kind of a thing. Like, um, you know, this is this is the crown, Viserys's true crown, passing to his true heir. Uh, whereas like the crown of the conqueror who took this land by force, passing to the the Greens. You know. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool, but yeah, like, yeah. um, sorry. I was just saying, yeah, I was yeah. agreeing. Yeah, that's right. You're right. <laughs> You were you were right to agree with me. Um, um, did anyone want um, a dragon to eat Otto when he showed up? I think the they aud- should have done the uh, audacity. I was like, if a dragon doesn't <laughs> eat him, the lion, the witch, and the audacity of this bitch. <laughs> it truly, he should he has the audacity to show up and be like, if you surrender, and I'm like, and when she pulled off that pin and threw it, I liked that. <laughs> I, I like, don't think yes. they should have met him halfway. I think they should have made him walk up all those stairs, right up to the very top of the castle, only to send him back down again. That's what I'd do, just to be petty. Now, one thing I actually did have a question about when I... Because um, she was like, you know, you're not the true hand of the king because he's not the true king. Like, did she did she like appoint like a hand of the queen on her end? I think Damon I is think Damon is her yeah. hand, yeah. He got, he, he's got to get his own pin then. Uh, how yeah. am I supposed to fucking know? I also loved the um the map, you know, the war map in Dragonstone, how they lit it up and everything. But it also yeah, made me really laugh cool. a bit because because uh, Stannis used that very same war map in like season two, I think right. it was. Which le- which and he never lit to... it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, Did he I not know that, how? <laughs> I think that war map led him to to great victory, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. did he not know how to make it glow like that? Did he? Could he? Could he never work it out? Uh, well, I, I think you have to like pour lava into it or something. You need dragon fire. I think they Maybe. just put co- they just put coals underneath it by the looks of it. 
just like stoke the fire. Maybe, maybe nobody, maybe like... nobody fucking told him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what about nobody the told fact me. that she had her stepdaughters standing with her? Yeah, that um, was cool. Which is so much better than her father even started with, because as soon as that, as soon as anything happened, you know, women are her equal. She didn't treat them like her father treated her. Yeah, because um, when he told her she was going to rule, she had a wait. She was still serving them drink. Right. Yeah. And it was like, it's strange because it, yeah, I mean, like, and we talked about this before, but like him appointing her to be his heir was like almost it was just really out of desperation but like and it's it's hard because it's it's weird to entertain this thought but like it's not mutually exclusive like yes he does love her but he is also like not he's just not like strong-willed enough to like completely go against like this thousands of years of of precedent and expectations and everything for having a male heir yeah and like and I don't think that like takes away from how much he loves her, but it does take away, you know, from how much she can she can respect him, you know, as her as her father. Yeah, I did find it was stupid how um, Otto was saying um, that the oaths that were sworn to Rhaenyra were stale oaths, and like, yeah, what the just, fuck are you talking about? That's not no that's sense. Not what oaths are. That's the does whole he point know of what an oath. oath is. <laughs> If you're What's in a your... courtroom and you're with a judge, anything you say is an oath. That's law. Yeah, no. Does also think we should be like repeating oaths like every two years or something? Just keep them fresh. Like, did, did, well, then you the like renew your vows sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which are historically they only renew your your vows when your marriage is going very well, is what I'm I'd like to believe. Um, yeah. So actually, though, that was a that was a thing though, because um, Damon took two of the. Uh, the Kingsguard soldiers out, or Queensguard, I guess now, and uh, had them re-swear their oaths to Rhaenyra. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool, but like it does make it does from the other side come up with the point like d- maybe these oaths do get stale. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I just thought I thought it was really stupid. I I, I cannot kind of understand it when some of the people that swore to Rhaenyra have now passed away and their children have like right. take, taken their seat but the fact that um, just I don't know Otto's like reasoning just doesn't make any sense he should not just not have brought up the oaths at all she just left it Otto never makes any sense to me no. His he's just blinded by power like, yeah he I mean he is but like he's also like I just I don't think I would call. I don't think I would ever call him uh, him stupid or, or. You know what I mean? Like, he he's like. It's hard to say this because he's like, he's a he's a dumb he's a dumbass because we don't like him. But like, I don't think he's like stupid. Um, you I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think you can be. I think he's like academically intelligent. And well, he is... I, I don't think he is stupid, but I think that he has a one track mind of power and, but he doesn't ever see a whole picture. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of, he kind of reminds me of Cersei in a way. I can see that. Yeah. Um, same kind of like the way they deal with things. 
Um, and I remember Tyon once said that Cersei's not as clever as she thinks she is, and I feel like that's the same with Otto. Like Otto was like he he lost it. Otto lost his job as the hand for like how long? So he wasn't that good at it. Otto is what I would get if I was like, we have Tywin Lannister, and my mom was like, we have Tywin at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tywin at home. <laughs> like seriously though. Because uh, like it, it it's interesting because like I you know it's it's easy to draw connections between those two being the hands of the of the king but like the it's I think that like it's like Otto thinks he is as smart as like Tywin like knows he is smart <laughs> in a weird yeah. way yeah basically um, but like he doesn't have the um I think he he he's like I don't know I think you're right I think the one track mind was the best way to say it because like. I, I, I so easily see a number of things turning on him in an instant and him not being prepared for it because he's so focused on literally the only thing he cares about, which is the throne. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, but yeah, he's like a, he's like a big dopey guy, probably. So like, sh- got him. And it's, <laughs> it's the fact that he's got such a one track mind that he didn't have a job for how long. And as far as we're aware, he didn't do anything else. Like, where did he go? Like, he just like was uh, in hand for a few years and he just I vanished. He, I believe he joined the Ember Island players, uh, reenacting stories about his own time as Hand of the King. <laughs> um, over in uh, the fucking market in Essos. That's going to be my headcanon was he, he joined the theater. Um, but okay, so... Da- obviously like oh also oh, shout out to Rhaenyra for that good entrance on the dragon meeting with uh with Otto I did like yeah. it yeah yeah um I know she uh it is interesting that she like went so out of her way to not kill Otto and I was thinking like just pause for a second like if Damon had killed Otto on this bridge like what would have been the ramifications of that uh, because obviously it would have started a real fucking full-out war but at the same time, like, how does Otto is almost the head of the snake in this operation, right? Like, what happens when his head gets cut off? I mean, it's interesting to think about because obviously we know from what happens later on in the episode, a full out war is going to start anyway. So they may as well yeah. have just killed him on Dragonstone, and the outcome probably. Would well, have I mean, they didn't the know same. that was going to happen. Well, how <laughs> long would it have taken for them to find out that he was dead if they had killed everybody? Well, they would have had to hide all the bodies and make sure no one got out alive. Because well, all the dragons the- would have eaten him. Dragon sailing from Dragonstone to King's Landing takes like two weeks, right? It's something like no, that. No, they're actually they're closer than you think. They actually. are very oh, really? close. Yeah, yeah, you can literally see Dragonstone from can, King's Landing. Yeah, you can wave from see a window. From your house. Somebody yeah, made did. a TikTok about it, and I couldn't stop laughing. Like they could yeah. wave from the window and see them. I didn't realize how, how close they were because when Daenerys was there, I always thought it was going to take her ages to get to King's Landing. But actually, thinking that she could have just got there in about half an hour and burned down the place, like <laughs> it really puts into perspective how stupid Tyrion was. <laughs> I have to, I have to find. Oh my gosh, I think this is it. I'm gonna have to post it because it made me laugh so hard. I'll, I'm gonna share it in the chat. Yeah. Um, but it made me laugh so hard. This reenactment of the girl waving from a fake window (laughs) i saw this thing that was very funny which was like how Tyrion has like marvel syndrome in the second half of game of thrones where his iq just gets cut in half yeah basically in no reason um i'm trying to look at a fucking map here and all of them are so tiny literally it was (laughs) 
Here we go. Maybe this it's hilarious. You have to watch this video later because it's Damon smacking his also butt at the same Here, I'm going to check this map from stannisshouldhavewon.com. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Stannis could have just turned up at any point. But what was he doing? <laughs> okay, here's here's Mistwood. Wait, where the fuck is, is King's Landing? Because it's like, it's on the coast, right? Yes. Uh, they both are on the coast. Yeah. This is oh, this is a map if Stannis had won the war. Never mind. I gotta get out. <laughs> fucking internet. Hold on. I've, Where the fuck I've is? Found, you found, found one? one. Okay. Yeah, I've posted Thank it you. in the chat. Oh, wait, I clicked on the TikTok link Felicia sent instead. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It makes me laugh. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good TikTok. Okay. <laughs> they can literally um, wave at each other. Okay, so I'm looking at now the Stormlands are down here. That's where King's Landing's here. Okay. And then yeah. Dra- Okay, so Dragonstone's literally across the bay from them. Yes. Yeah, so basically in season two, Stannis tried to go over Blackwater Bay to King's Landing and Tyrion blew him up. Danny had the Iron Island fleet. And uh-huh. the fleet that she had from the Dothraki and still stayed on dragons. Well, Danny forgot about the Iron Fleet. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay, so also I see Claw Island is pretty close by. That sounds fun. With all the crabs? Yeah. Um, even Fall Hall is a good-ass name. There's some good names here. Um, Tumbletown. That sounds so fun. <laughs> Tumbletown. Um, yeah, anyway, so... Interesting note, though. So let's. I'm trying to see if this this map doesn't have like a mile marker or anything, but I'm curious how far that actually is in practice. Um, however, just guessing based on what I know about the distances between other places, like I I feel like you could make that boat ride in it less than a day easily from King's Landing yeah. to Dragonstone. <laughs> um. So anyway, yeah, like, uh. Fuck, hold on. Let me go back here. What is, what is the other things? The Where's the fucking thing? Here it is. I have, like, a bunch of tabs open of different maps of Westeros that have not helped me. Um, so, um, yeah, like, they... This is kind of one thing that I was thinking about here, which I, I think, like, was um, maybe surprising to me and then maybe not so surprising, was that, like... Finally, the war room is ready. Like, you know, Rhaenyra's here at the head of the table where she belongs. And she just kind of, like, fucking flubs it. Um, And not that she, like, messes up, but she just freezes, right? She just, like, was not... Somehow after, like, you know, some like 15, 20-odd years of being ready to be queen and, like, doing the stuff to prepare to be queen, like, she put in the, the work, you know? Like, she was at these meetings and, like, learning how these things are done, like... She she freezes up and, you know, the others like very lightly sort of, you know, guide her and, you know, Damon kind of takes over, like leading the conversation and everything. And, um, you know, it's it's done in graceful enough way that it doesn't make her look that bad. But like it's still, you know, it's still interesting to see like this is her moment to finally be the queen. And she just kind of like doesn't know what to do. I think she she does kind of know what to do because what's happened at the moment is no blood has been shed yet. Um, it's this is the war with the ravens at the moment. So Alison and Rhaenyra are trying to gather as much support as they can before they make a move because the moment you make a move, then 
right what what if whatever you've got is what you've got what you got yeah yeah Yeah, it's definitely a strategy at right now and that's why um number one everything kind of isn't even halted while she's having this baby but as soon as they have they have the funeral they go to planning and her boys volunteer to go off like that's the first step is you made a promise to me and she wanted to remind people that they made a vow to her um so that was the first step um so i think that that was right to go out even you know her boys are young to send them off and yeah on behalf of her their mother to see who still stands with her um yeah and then you know they they have the conversation of course like you know there's there's some um dis uh disagreement about what they should do right because you know damon wants to go to war he wants to make the first strike and get the advantage of having that and you know she she is still some part of rhaenyra still believes that they can avoid a war at this point like even if it's a small part and not that it's like naive but like i i get i get it you know like and allison sent that like page of something that they had when they were kids too yeah it was the page of the book that she gave her she held on to it for what 20 yes. years right I thought, and yeah that I they thought used that was, to read to each other i thought that was so like weak of allison though because um renera tried to do the same talk when she tried to betroth uh, helena and um and Jesseris together she told yeah. allison at the table we were once friends let's reunite our houses and allison basically like spat in her face like yeah for allison to now try and play the friend card now is just really pathetic it's it's i don't know like i felt i felt what she was like allison has made a gigantic mistake and everything is completely out of her control now and it is sort of just like too little too late and yeah, I don't know. Like some some part of me still like I get I get her, but like I don't know. It's 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 not like it's gonna mean any. I don't know. It's not like it's gonna mean anything in the grand scheme of like whether they go to war or not. But like I think it does mean something to Renera that like she knows that the two of them do not want to 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 start this war, but they have. Like, regardless of the fact that it is inevitably going to happen. Like, I mean, there's no other choice because the only choice that she was given was surrender to uh, your brother who we've made king and gone against everything because we're now saying that your father said he should be king out of nowhere when that was not what he said to you um, and you have no choice and that's your only option. Like, she... They did it behind her back. They swore him in. She wasn't even allowed to be there. They did it yeah. so quick and so fast. Yeah. Um, so that she felt so betrayed. So there, the only option is war at that point. But she's still at strategizing and um, trying to. It was kind of like. Um, being at the table who's still on my side who still believes like is gonna say that they swore an oath to me um at that point and it's gonna be as outraged as i am that they did this yeah um, i know i know who's gonna be there the starks the, the starks baby 100 percent. yeah 
<laughs> ain't no fucking way they're gonna turn on an oath. Um, except for the one time some one of them did, and then Leanna. Huh? Oh, two times. Sorry, two times. <laughs> okay, please hold on. <laughs> oh, one second. I was thinking of uh, Rob Stark with the well, red Rob wedding did, situation. Rob didn't take the oath. Caitlin did. Um, I guess that's that, fair. Yeah, that's a good that's point. It, when it, it's still, it still, did in the end. Yeah. It is still like a, an oath of the... St- I mean, Catelyn also got killed, so, you know. And and John did when he uh, left the Night's Watch. Yeah. I think that one was a little bit different because John is... It's it's interesting how, like, even after, like, knowing J- who Jon Snow's, like, parents are and everything, like, you, you see, like, the most of Ned and him of any of the children... Yeah, that's the thing in the book. Uh, the reason why Kate, uh, Catelyn hates Jon so much is because he looks more like a Stark than her own children. It's not even that he looks like him, but like you can you can tell he's like Ned's son, you know, through and through. Yeah, even um, though he isn't. Right, but I mean, I, I think well, it's not that he isn't. I mean, it's you know, it's like an an adopted children. It's like yeah. you know, it's it's a you know nature versus nurture thing. Like you know, he he raised Jon Snow. He is his father. And, you know, you can see that in him. But, yeah, I don't know. So I'm I'm guessing, though, because the Starks do historically have that reputation for their honor, like, they would never turn on their word. Like, you know, <laughs> he's probably going to be there. That's another, like, that's going back to that thing where I just want someone, at least someone, to go against their, like, house's stereotype. Like, I just want, like, one start to go, what? I ain't, I ain't following no oath. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hate, I'll hate oaths. Actually, one of the Lannisters is like, I hate money. I've opened a, I've opened a foundation for a charity. <laughs> and the Baratheon's like a really weedy guy. He's like, oh, come yeah. on, guys. I, I really would just prefer place. to hang out with these books. <laughs> I, like to, I really enjoy the library more than anything. Let's not um, fight now, guys, please. <laughs> I did fucking, I did actually laugh when the um, Baratheon guy like could not read. And... Uh, oh, uh, where's the page? Is that what he called for? The mace. The, the, the mace. Um. Yeah. Bring me the maester. Um. But yeah. So basically, we end up at the point where we're we're drawing our allegiances, and um, Rhaenyra makes the reluctant but like you know obvious decision. I was watching it with a friend, and they were like. We have to like send word to the the Starks and the um the Tullys and the you know the Baratheons and someone and she's like send a raven and we were both like no you fucking don't don't send a fucking raven you bitch <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that um and then yeah everyone as there is like we actually can't no like somebody's got to like actually go in person for this one sorry hun um but yeah like you know it, it became very obvious the two princes were gonna have to go and uh, present for their mother the queen and like. Man, it's it's a really sad scene looking back at it in retrospect, right? Knowing what happens, um, and like, it's it's it, also one thing that my friend noted was that like, um, Jace is the one who says like, no, the two of us should go. Yeah, you know? and you want you wonder, and we'll see next season, I'm sure, like what that's going to do to him, knowing that, and you know, of course, it's not his fault, but like for him, he's the reason his brother's dead. Yeah, I would. I would like to quickly humor a um a uh fan theory here. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I noticed that you know um the lovely Harwin Strong um had like dark like curly hair, and mm-hmm. so does um Luce, Lucaris and Joffrey. But Jace doesn't. He's got straight brown hair. 
Um, and I, um, some people have been saying he resembles more Chris, Crispin Cole, Christian Cole than Krispy he does. Cream? Yeah. Some oh, you don't think she resembles took, took the drink? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. Well, she also like she did it with him like a bunch. It wasn't like that one time that she gave he gave her the <laughs> the moon tea. Yeah. Um. And I mean, the, it, the timing adds up as well, considering Viserys married her off like as soon as possible after that. Like it, it could well be that she was pregnant. It is possible. I think it would not make for as good a story, to be honest. Um, well, I, I think it would because it would I kind it of add more dynamic. To, I don't want Chris. Uh, I don't want Chris. I don't want Crispy and uh, coming around like being like, "Hey, son, what's up." Um, you know, I'm. I'm Do you here know for how that would devastate him? Yeah, he it'd be would, so he funny. Would, he That's would true. go mad. <laughs> He'd be so upset. Like he called yeah. her a whore, and like he he kept making fun of her children, and one of them would be his. Like whatever, like um, horror comes upon uh, Christian Cole, I'm all for it. And like his son being like Rene- uh, his own son being on the other side is is like yeah. But then, if Jace becomes the king, suddenly, Crispy K got a hand on the throne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that means he'll have to hand him the throne, so that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, maybe that maybe that is true. I, is that something that is mentioned in the books though at all? Or no? Nah. Well, the book the books don't outright say who the father of Rhaenyra's children are. Right, it's um, just like assumed just, to be Harwin Strong. Yeah, and a lot of the uh, well, most of the book is actually like it's very unreliable. Like a lot of the maesters didn't like Rhaenyra, so they just like bitched about her in the history books. Oh gosh, um, can we talk about the reveal of the eye and Lucerius' yeah. face, and when he's like, "I want your eye," because <laughs> I, and, and and then he was like, "Not in my hall." I thought that was so important that he didn't he he wanted Luke to marry his daughter, but and he's like, "I can't. I'm already betrothed." He goes, "You bring me nothing," but when it came down to actual physical fighting he didn't want that and i thought that was really important but like you can fight with words just not like a physical violence i thought that was very interesting and he like they take it outside but i thought just the revealing of the eye was amazing that was cool I think it was more Bobby B Senior just didn't have like the time for these like teenagers squabbling <laughs> yeah. in his hall. I think if he wanted to, he probably would have just like banged their heads together and told them to get out. Right. I, think, well, I was about to say. I think that's the thing is that like, Bob, yeah, Bob, Bobby B Senior is like not he he. I think still strikes me like. Of course, he's like you know he's the guy who's like not honoring this this oath right his father took, which is like. Maybe, maybe like you said earlier, like a different thing because he's he isn't the one who took that oath in the first place. But at the same time, which is it's the same thing we were talking about with Catelyn before, right? Like you know, Rob's mother took this this oath for him, and uh, like he's expected to honor it. And when he doesn't, things do not go well. Yeah. But like in this case, um, wh- whatever. Who is this guy? What is this guy's name again? Boros Baratheon. I think it's Oris. Boris? I thought it was like Boris, like Bo- Boris Johnson, but like Baratheon. I don't think I have my captions be. on, so I don't. Um, I can't remember right now. But anyway, th- this guy, like, just from the the few minutes we spent with him, like he he definitely didn't strike me as somebody who would let like the like Rhaenyra's son be killed. <laughs> like, they he had his guards 
and like also like had the you know the foresight to have his guards escort luke to his dragon so he could get out of there um but like at the you know what i mean like i I don't know like and also i think we can tell from how the the ending went like Aegon or aemond had like no intention of of killing him like he literally like was just obsessed with this revenge thing he's been well, Aemon Aemon forgot the first rule of dragons. They're not slaves. Yeah, so Viserys says this right at the beginning of the TV mm-hmm. show. He says that the the fact that the Targaryens can control the dragons is an illusion, and that that's and this I, I keep on bringing this up, but it kind of like leads back to that one story in the Fire Blood where um, Balerion, this teenage girl, claims Balerion, and he just takes her off for a year and brings her back later on, and she like dies because she's been like infected by some like weird parasite in Valeria. Like the dragons are. They, they've got like their own minds and they'll do whatever they want if they don't respect their riders and i think this is what we see with vagar and aemond aemond's a 16 year old boy and vagar's like this um beast who's like hundreds of years old she's a war dragon um she's like she committed war crimes and she's got this like yeah. 16 year old boy going no don't kill this dragon yeah and he <laughs> even forgets to speak valerian to her at one point because he gets so panicked yeah. so he's he doesn't speak to her correctly and i i think that's another thing because yeah, they've be got a one-track mind and um I, like i think when lena had him she understood her better um because she she in the book she had she claims her when she's 15 is that correct yeah, yeah that's correct so she had a lot longer because she w- i don't i don't know how old she was when she died but I, I think that their relationship was better understood than obviously hers and Amond at this point. Yeah. Because he claimed her just wanting power. And that wasn't Lena's goal. Yeah. I did really like how they twisted this from the books. So the books I don't it doesn't really describe the fight. It basically says they both flew off and then some fishermen in like a nearby village saw some like flames in the sky and then Luke's body was found on the shore the following day. Um and then there's obviously like different accounts, like some people say that um Eamon like t- took his eyes out of the body and delivered them or stuff like that. But not none of them really describe what happened in the fight itself. So I really liked how they changed yeah, it. Yeah, and make make it seem that Aemond wasn't really well he was at fault but he didn't mean to kill it was just a prank bro come on yeah not my nephew Um, it does make me wonder how future events are going to play out now because Aemond like commits a lot of awful war crimes and now I'm thinking is it it, does he actually do that or is this going to be Vagar? I was about to say I think that's a great um I think that's a great prediction because that was what I was talking with about with my friend too after the episode like Aemond has, but, but, and like, honestly, I think Aemond's probably become my favorite character through this episode, like the most interesting one at the very least. Like, I, I am really interested to see what his next move is because like, you know, he will go back home and be congratulated as a hero, of course, by his family. Oh, you don't think they're going to like that? Aemond's committed like one of the worst like crimes in Westeros. No, it's just a little... How are how are they how are they going to get mad about war crimes? They've done so many already. Well, he, he's a he's a kinslayer now. Bear in mind the amount of like hot like the mo- trouble that Jamie got from being a kingslayer. A kinslayer is even worse. That's one less letter. <laughs> um, 
yeah, no, they're going to be very upset that um, they, like, Allison tried to, you know, say we're friends and then her son killed her fr- her friend's child. And it's also yeah. the fact that it it was straight up murder. Like, Luceris was there as, as a M- M- Yeah, he's like a peaceful envoy, yeah. Yeah, he, was, he wasn't there to fight. And also, um, <laughs> just the size of Vagar in comparison to, uh, I think, I can't remember if this is Vermax or Arax. I think it was Vermax. In comparison to Vermax, this was straight up murder. Like, <laughs> this wasn't even a fight. Um, Luceris had no chance. Yeah. Um, that's... I, yeah, I, I I will say. Oh, first I wanted to say before we forget, like I really like um I really liked how they did the chase sequence too because it was very very well made and like for until uh, until he got out in, out of the clouds and everything, like I was like, oh my god, he's gonna make it, he's gonna get away. Um, and then like the second he like peeked over the storm, I was like, oh, he's dead. It's yeah. done. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Uh, also. I don't want to forget about this, but we never talked about how Damon goes to claim a dragon. Yeah, so Damon, he's not claiming the dragon, but I feel like he's claim. He might be like um, trying to prepare Vermaphore for someone else, um, which is going to be a twist in the books because I don't think Vermaphore is claimed in the books by anyone. But Vermaphore is the dragon of King Jaharish, you know, the old guy at the right, very the beginning. first one, yeah, yeah, and he's the second largest dragon. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I was thinking about like who was going to take that dragon because I-, I wasn't sure if he was going to try to like mobilize them as sort of independent units and just like try to treat with the dragons and be like, please help us. Or yeah, I was like, confused because they they seem to be talking as if the dragons need a rider for them to be brought into battle. But uh, Daenerys always brought in Viserion and Rhaegal into battle, and they didn't need riders at the time. Yeah, that's true, and it's it's just like i think that i think that is what he wants because he they called them wild dragons specifically not they they didn't even say unclaimed because he he said like no they're wild dragons they're like feral basically no he's talking about a different lot of dragons so Verma oh he is he is okay verma four used to have a rider but is now unclaimed uh, okay, there okay. there are three i think wild dragons which are basically born in uh dragonstone and were never claimed and they've basically just grown up in like a cave somewhere because they've escaped so Did you've got Cannibal, he... Um, he... who's my favorite. He, he's a cannibal dragon, basically. And then you've got uh, two more. And did he say that he's got several eggs, too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll take years to grow. And then they've got Sea Smoke. Um, and I think they have Dream Fire. I'm not sure, though. No, I think Dream Fire's in King's Landing. Who does Aegon have? Aegon's got uh, Sunfire, who's like this really pretty golden dragon. I think we've seen Sunfire briefly, but not like we properly. did. We got we saw her early on in the show, but we haven't seen her full grown. I don't think. Yeah, which is a shame because I would have liked to see Sunfire. Uh, those dragons cost like millions of dollars per second, so that's <laughs> probably why. <laughs> well, they did show uh, Rhaenyra's dragon when she was giving birth. How it yeah. was calling to her. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, I... Oh, man. This was, like, a very, like... I think that... uh, So, okay, actually, I was gonna get into this now. Like, 
First thing, I've seen people complaining that like, oh, this is so stupid. This whole thing started because of a misunderstanding. And like, no, that it didn't. That's like the whole the whole fucking thing was that like Allison finding out that like, oh, this 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 coup is going to happen with or without me. Like they've been planning it the whole time. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't actually even matter what I understood or didn't understand from Viserys. But like it's a it's a personal character arc for her. Right. It's it's part of her arc to be like, I have like this is what I've been wanting to hear for years and years. And like, I've convinced myself I've heard it right. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to the grand scheme of the war. This would have happened and played out the exact same way. Otherwise. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I saw complaints about was that like, um, that like this was all started over, like, you know, this war is going to be started over an accident, which I, I don't think that I would say that like the, I, th- I think it's just, I think it's a thematic thing. Like we talked about earlier, like there, Viserys has warned us um, that you can't like, you are not, you are not controlling a dragon. You're a partner to it and you have to treat it as such. The dragon has to be treated with respect because it is, is its own sentient, you know, creature. It isn't like a, you know, like any other kind of animal that you can command around because you've tamed it. And forgetting that, and and taking it for not, not just taking it for granted but like forgetting that you are not in charge of the situation and forgetting that there's a two sides to a partnership like there are consequences to that and the dragons are and i think george r, r. martin has actually talked about this before he actually definitely has i remember this but the 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 dragons um especially in in this series are like um allegorical to like nuclear weapons like it's it's a thing that people have and like once you can't control it and once it gets out of control there is untold devastation and like you are like people humans are are uh arrogant to think that they ever had control of something because they have this this power under them like it is it is so devastating that no human can actually wield it yeah this is why uh this is like going to be the main theme of the dancer dragons which which is what house of dragons is based off um mm-hmm. the fact that the dragons are are um weapons of mass destruction they, yeah, they yeah. cause like immense amount of casualties to like innocent people who weren't even oh, yeah. involved in the war and even i can't remember who says it i think it's uh Damon who says it but they basically they mention valeria and what valeria was like back when they had dragons and they say when dragons flew to war everything burned and that's very much what we're gonna see yeah. in the season is that like the these these people these like kings and queens that like um none of them are like good or bad it, the, the true good the true like victims of this war are going to be the regular people whose homes are going to be burnt alive because someone decided to bring a dragon to a fight right um and i think they did if they did show a little bit of that like with the the war of five kings in game of thrones of like drawing some attention to like regular people and how this completely like you know this this war like just it's it's always just like um what is the there's like a, a phrase that they use often but like basically the rich people play their games and the poor people die right yeah and, and it's like it's like these people they don't care who's who's king or queen like half of them yeah. can't read so they're not like reading the newspaper there's not even a newspaper but yeah. like, they're not reading the news they're hearing if about lord baratheon it from, like, can't read i'm 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 skeptical <laughs> that almost anybody can read 
like these people are like working day in and day out to like just put food on the table they really don't care who's on the throne i think that um yeah i I think it's i think i i'd like for them to show some of that next season like have us introduced to people who are on the ground who are going to suffer the consequences of this war because like there is definitely like the collateral damage associated with like i mean think about the last like you know real war we had here in the real world like the the like untold like collateral damage of of the wars in like afghanistan and iraq are like incomprehensible of what they did to civilians yeah like um so many so many people like you know like it, it's it's so hard to put into to context but like so many people were like getting up every day like dropping their kids off at school going to work coming home you know making dinner like having hobbies, watching TV, and then the next day their entire city is just a wasteland. Everyone they've ever known is known is, is dead, and, like, for what, right? And it, it's something that is just, I mean, I'm not pretending to be able to even understand the, like, toll that this, that, like, real wars have had on, on civilians, because, like, you know, I'm obviously, like, lucky enough to not have experienced that, but I don't know. It's It's something that I think that they're leaning heavier into in this show than they did in Game of Thrones, and... Yeah. I think that's I think that's a really cool thing to way to approach it like a good angle. It's something that Danny was aware of because in season 5 I think Drogon accidentally burns that kid alive while trying to eat some sheep or maybe he did it deliberately I'm not sure. But she she locks away for Serian and Rhaegal after that. She doesn't lock away Drogon cuz she can't find him but she she understands that they're dangerous that they're like the huge animals that would just kill whatever they feel like. Um, and then she forgets about it in season six. She just carries on as usual. Um, but we, we got a, like a taste of it in Game of Thrones, and I'm glad we're like fully exploring the topic in this now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we are of course at the uh, the point where now uh, we have to try and, and surmise what's going to happen next season. Um, Felicia, what are your thoughts? My thoughts on next season, I think that uh Rhaenyra is going to ride on her dragon and um we're gonna see the fourth child we've never seen and her dragon's gonna eat him I don't know the fourth child's name uh, but they say he's coming um because there's a fourth child that Allison had Dayron Dayron Yes, there's a fourth child we haven't seen, but Rhaenyra's dragon is going to... The fucking Targaryens with their fucking names are like Taco Bell making new menu items. They're just like cutting things up and smashing them together. Do you remember in Game of Thrones where Yara was called Asher in the books and they changed her name to Yara in the TV show because they thought it was too close to Osher? They they do not care now. (laughs) Yeah, I that, I remember that because I read the books, like, and I, I knew who Asha was, and then like they're like, "This is my sister Yara," and I'm like, "I don't know, man. Are you sure?" <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that she's gonna be like an eye for an eye. So then she eats the brother we haven't seen, <laughs> and we're like, "But we ha- we didn't even get attached to this child." And then okay, so um, your prediction is that they're gonna do something that you don't like. <laughs> they're just gonna eat the the extra child. I think Allison feeds a child to one of her other children. Ooh. Like a dragon. 
I think uh, we're going to meet the Tyrells, and they hate farming. Um, they hate everything. <laughs> they hate flowers. Fuck they flowers. They hate flowers. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, allergic um, to roses. <laughs> and they're not yeah. cunning at all. They, they just they, they don't like playing the Game of Thrones, and they hate flowers and farming. So I do wonder um, if we're going to get a little bit more uh, travel in the next season, and. Um, more than ha- more than traveling just having more locations and having more characters split up in different locations you know um because we didn't have too much of that it basically was just people in two locations the entire show like dragonstone and king's landing yeah we're gonna see the riverlands um I'm trying to think of where else we'll see people where else they go um yeah it's just the riverlands i can think of yeah, well, I mean, at this point, I think we can see that, like, from the amount of material left in the book, like, they are gonna, they are gonna be filling in a lot of gaps on their own and adding more to it after that. Yeah, I think we might we'll see uh, Winterfell because I yeah, think was definitely. was Jay sent to Winterfell? I can't remember yeah. where he was sent. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see Jace go to Winterfell. Yeah, Jace goes to Winterfell. Um, it's the episode, the first episode's name. And it's um, really warm there, and the Starks like hate winter, and they they, they hate, hate oaks, and they're just Everyone's wearing, Hawaiian, wearing yeah, Hawaiian shirts and sunglasses, um, <laughs> and they don't have northern accents. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think that's right. I think they all have. What's a southern accent sound like? They they, they have American accents. They have American accents. <laughs> yeah, they're not not just American, but like like southern, like like Texas. I think like yeah, like welcome to Winterfell. You're not from around <laughs> these parts, are you? <laughs> Something like that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So and they like cats. <laughs> really, re- so in in real life though, like I was curious about what the pacing of next season is going to be, like because I think that we're, I I don't know, I, th- I think we might be done with the time skips. They said we were definitely done with big time skips, but like, um, I think this is probably just going to be a contiguous story at this point going forward. Like, yeah, I think the dance goes on for a few years, but I don't think there's any like massive jumps in it. Right. And being that it does go on a few years, that gives them that, you know, and I'm sure George is like, and then this place was attacked by this guy. And then it's <laughs> like, you know, then it just goes to the next sentence. Right. And like that, yeah, <laughs> that, that one sentence is going to be an entire episode. Right. It's like <laughs> that, that's probably how the, the, how this will work, which. Yeah. That's basically how it works. Yeah. And, and then he'll describe like, <laughs> he'll describe so random for about three pages, like what someone had for breakfast mm-hmm. and then he will just quickly. And then he'll over. condense an entire <laughs> battle into one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, he'll describe he... someone's like coat of arms as well in like immense detail. <laughs> I saw I saw yesterday night that um, interview where George said he's three fourths of the way through Winds of Winter, and I fell to my knees in the street and cried. <laughs> I don't believe him. <laughs> you don't even think he's that far? Was it taking him like ten years to write that seventy-five well, percent? Well, the thing is, like he 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 said is like, well, he hasn't been writing it the whole time. Like he wrote a lot of it at the beginning. And then he basically didn't work on it for like six years. And then he started working on it again. His so, editor must like, I don't know, his editor like. He's got an editor on retainer who's just yeah. like. Well, s- I know that there. Diana Gabaladon, t- it takes her very long time to write one book, but hers is historical fiction as well. 
and it she doesn't have any help she does all of her own research and then she just inserts her character into this history so i don't know if you're writing a book of that size if they're just like take your time but he also wrote books in between He's so, written many books in between, yeah, including so I, this yeah. fucking one. I, I wonder <laughs> if they're just like, whatever, George, as long as you're bringing in money. I think that's probably a lot of it, but he also did mention that he hasn't written this book chronologically, like one chapter after another. It's like he has the whole book outlined already. He's just is like filling in the chapters as they come to him, basically. Like that's weird because he once said that the reason why he struggles to write so much is because he'll write it like sentence by sentence, and then like if one sentence isn't working very well, he'll just keep going on it for like weeks. Uh, maybe so remember, this is I, a strategy to combat that. Yeah, so I saw an interview between him and Stephen King, and he asked Stephen King how he writes so many books uh, so quickly, and Stephen King said he basically writes like a rough draft, and then he'll fill in all the gaps like afterwards. Yeah, Stephen King has written seventy-eight books in the time that George has not written any in the last. Well, he also—he also has. No, it's. I'm thinking of what James Patterson has. You're thinking of James Patterson, who has a yeah, he has a mill of writers. He literally comes out with like twenty-five books a year, and I think that might be like less than what he actually comes out with, because he has like young adult books. He's got children books, adult books. Romance you know what? Now's the now now's the time to say this. I thought Maximum Ride was fucking shit. I hated that book. Fuck he, it. He doesn't even write his books anymore. Okay, well I guess that wasn't even a real diss at him then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Please diss him. You know librarians can't stand him. Cannot stand him. <sighs> um, he's also a really shitty guy. Like by all accounts, he's terrible to work for and work with. Um, I don't so. like Stephen King. Stephen I, King doesn't I, seem like he's not the best. I will say this: I I do genuinely love his books. He's one of my favorite authors. He seems like he seems like he's not a great guy. His, his storylines are good. I don't like his female characters. No, they're all pretty bad actually, because yeah. he is featured almost every day on the subreddit "Men Writing yeah, Women." Very gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't enjoy his writing at all, but I think that sometimes when he tweets stuff, I'm like you're correct about this when it comes to certain politics here. He did. He did write a really good book uh, about how to write called on writing, which if you do want to be an author, I recommend you check out because he has actually like written a, it's, it's quite like, it really breaks it down in a way that like I hadn't, really seen it before um he's like step one when introducing a female character be sure to describe her boobs in as much detail as possible you have to mention the size of them yeah you have to mention and you have to (laughs) the only way you can know if your character is old is if her boobs are sagging that's that's really the only way i know how to do it (laughs) that's basically how he does it in carry (laughs) it's like every single female character he's like well her boobs look like this and and yeah not that yeah and not that it is a great excuse or or an excuse at all but like it does seem to be most authors that do that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of men write women like that, and it's really disappointing. It's, yeah, it's, it's it sucks. Uh, don't don't yeah. do that. Um, <laughs> if you're on the um, romance side of things, it is a huge discussion about how men write women and their bodies, and it's there are things I cannot discuss how they describe a woman, and it is just sometimes. I get surprised, and I shouldn't. <laughs> and this is why I like George R. R. Martin, because he does the same with the men as well. That's true. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, keep going back to, like, um, 
uh, that that interview from so long ago where he also was talking about like his gay characters, but like them asking about like, you've been praised for writing like very realistic female characters. Like, how do you do this? And he's like, well, you know, I, I know, I know some women in real life. So it's like that. (laughs) 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 It's just like, yeah, it's not that hard guys. Just like talk, talk to any woman. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm just going to say it. In some books, men will write women like, her her boobs quiver. Boobed like, what does that, yeah. that me? Please help me. I'm always on the lookout for quivering boobs. Stephen, I was reading Salem Slot, and Stephen King basically like wrote himself into that. Like the main character is like tall, lanky, dark first hair, of all, glasses, and he's an author. I was like, hmm, who is this? First, okay. First, first note. By the way. Stephen King is the main character of every one of his novels. <laughs> yeah. That's not that's not exclusive to Salem's Lot. It is almost every single one of them. Um, every single one of them is is like an author who looks exactly like him. <laughs> um, yeah, but like, damn, he just comes up with some good sh- sh- good scary shit though. Um, yeah. Uh, everyone, go uh, go hang out with Dean Koontz instead. <laughs> um, everyone's favorite horror writer who isn't Stephen King. Um, so yeah, I think my real prediction for the next season is one of the dragons eats another dragon alive. Uh, okay. And, and comes back for seconds. Is that cannibal, the dragon? No, it's a different one. Okay. <laughs> I do remember now that 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 there is a cannibal dragon. My new prediction is that King's Landing um, does not get burned down, but um, a dragon burns down. Oh, shit. Here we go. Here we go. I got this. The the no, we would have heard about that. The Citadel is a place and it gets burned down. That'd be scary. That didn't happen, though. Does anyone have like a good? I, now that Viserys is dead, I've like run out of people to slip on banana peels. It's crispy like, coal. Crispy, crispy coal slips on a he, banana peel and falls he, into the mouth of a waiting dragon. He truly is going <laughs> to have one of the worst deaths because he called Rhaenyra a whore. I'm hoping for it. I think that like, do you think? Oh my god, do you think that they might like just sort of it just as like a little nod? He does get crisped up pretty good by some fire first. <laughs> I I hope a dragon lights him on fire. Yeah, I think that'd be funny. Um, I think it'd be funny also if he's like his like pants were on fire and he's like running around like ah. <laughs> well, they're really comedic. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Bean. <laughs> I I've not seen enough Mr. Bean moments in this show. I'll be frank. It yeah. just um it's just not doing it for me the way it's going right now but maybe we'll um, see that winterfell yeah i can just see lord stark having like a dumb son <laughs> like um he's like hey hey dad I've, I've brought all the horses whoa and he like slips in horse poop and slides across the floor smashes his head into the king and the uh, you know the throw the little crown comes off his head and he's like have you met my son <laughs> He's car- carrying right a now. tray full of like pina coladas. Lord, they, they don't Bork- drink wine over there. <laughs> Lord Bork Stark. Bork. Uh, Lord Bork Bork Stark. Lord Bork Bork Stark. 
what is the his name's probably fucking Brandor or something. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> it's me, Brandor Stark. Wait, wait, are you sure it's not Lord Nedder Robert Stark Stark? <laughs> it's it's like some. All you have to do is just like take a regular name and just like change one of the letters. It's it's him, Jeremy Stark. <laughs> his name is Lord Cragan Stark, or Cregan. Cregan. Okay. Cragan. Is he Scottish? They're all Scottish. No, they're from the north. Of... Yeah. Not quite Scottish. Um, not cl- close, though. They hang out yeah. with the Scottish people. Um, They're nearly there. Does that mean the White Walkers are Scottish? <laughs> yes. I think it does. Um, and then, like, uh, yeah, I guess that's right. Okay. Well, anyway, let's. I guess let's let's kind of wrap it up here. Does anyone have any final thoughts about this show? How does it feel? Oh, wait, wait. One thing I wanted to do um, is how do you feel like this ranks amongst the Game of Thrones seasons? Oh, I, don't, I haven't done my rankings. The I did my rankings season. already, actually. I did oh. the official rankings. So my favorite Game of Thrones season is season six. Interesting. Um, closely followed by four. I like six a lot, but I think on a re-retrospect, it's just that one episode I like a lot. And the rest of it's good, but like that one episode <laughs> is like the best episode. Yeah. Um, But like, I think mine, I think I put this like right in the middle of the pack, though basically um you know okay so I, my mine go six four three and then in between three and seven i would put house of the dragon season one okay and, so then, that's and then it goes one two and eight really you put season seven up there uh the one where viserys teleports to dorne <laughs> he just okay, teleports so... <laughs> he does seven. He literally goes from Essos to Dorne in a matter of hours. Okay, so seven had its cool moments. I'll probably swap it with one then. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. Um, I think mine. I think mine. I put uh, like four is my favorite season for sure, and then I put three like very close after that, and then um, then one and then two actually I'd put all up there because um, like I do think there that's some great stuff in there, but and then I'd probably put House of the Dragon right there in the middle. And then yeah. six, six, five, seven, eight. I think. Um, yeah, I agree. Definitely middle. Yeah, middle but ground. I, and as I I said this before the show started, and I was like, this show is this show is going to be not as good as the best seasons of Game of Thrones, and far better than the worst ones. And yeah, just just wait. <laughs> um, Felicia, give me the rankings. Give me the definitive rankings. Oh, I I, I definitely. I felt like you guys put. <laughs> season one so far down i i don't know maybe because it was so new and i think i really like the first book no that's cool yeah i like i like season one too i just like there's not enough like there's not enough like uh uh jump jumping around people aren't jumping enough it it was very talkative so was season two it's very political and i think it, it was so much political stuff I will say the second book is easily my least favorite book. Yeah, same. It's it's not the one where Arya is like just literally walking around for half. Yeah, the book. she yes. she, wa- she just like walks and looks at buildings. She's like, I oh. bet somebody lived there once. 
<laughs> I hate. Oh my god. Yeah, I hate the second book. Yeah. And then, the but and then in the fourth book, Brienne just walks from town to town and she looks at buildings and she's like, "I bet somebody lived there once." <laughs> this is this is why Winter Wind has been taking so long. Because he has he's trying to figure out who's walking door to door again. Yeah, he's like trying to think of new ways to describe buildings. <laughs> <laughs> D- dragon-esque in shape <laughs> taupe in color <laughs> i don't i really don't have a ranking for it i do i think that i i really did enjoy this season um I, so many people were scared to watch it and i didn't feel scared to watch this i felt that it was what it should have been and things were obviously left out but you can't include anything you can't include everything that needs to be in it but um, I wish they, I wish they left the soft side of Damon in the series instead of cutting those scenes would be one of the things, um, just like a soft Damon, like a plush one, maybe. Well, the, the him comforting his girls, uh, when their mother died, yeah, um, I get or that. even, uh, maybe this foot scene we didn't need, but we could have gone for a spicy... I actually, did. I actually needed that one. <laughs> spicy <laughs> Harwin Strong scene. Like, we could have used that. I think uh, the reason why it like hurt so much that they took those out is because we see so much like brutality for the men in Game of Thrones, and it we don't you it's it, actually it's not even just Game of Thrones. It's like just like media in general. Like they you don't often see male characters like being empathetic like that or like. Or just like loving and emotional, and I feel I feel like it's just it was just wrong that they took those parts of him out. Yeah, I can see that for sure. And I mean, we all know that it's because men are incapable of feeling emotions. Though. Yeah, I mean, one of my favorite parts is definitely seeing Harwin holding Joffrey. Yeah, that was so sweet. Yeah. I, it I was so sweet, and I wish they showed more of that. Um, I. Uh, I think that the next season is definitely going to be more heartbreaking and yeah, more uh, fiery than this season. Um, but I think they set it up so nicely. I don't think that I was disap. I don't think I was truly disappointed in any way. Um, no, not- I, I don't think so either. I was uh, yeah. considering where I was um, after Game of Thrones season eight. I am thoroughly impressed. Uh, but again, I, I think a lot of it was just like the restraining order that didn't allow David and Dan within a thousand feet of the set. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think it's going to be more heartbreaking next season. I think Rhaenyra turns around with like all that dramatically. And then she goes, yeah, okay, then let's not do this war. And then I think, I think crispy K is pushed into the mouth of a waiting dragon by Rhaenyra (laughs) (laughs) off the top of the tower. I hope so. But I, I like, I like that. But on his way down, he keeps falling and bonking his head on different stuff. (laughs) He's screaming, you whore, all the way down. Um, But I really, I don't know. I I love that they chose this because, number one, it's so dragon heavy because I love dragons. What? I love that they chose to go with the, the Targaryen line of stories to do this House of Dragon. Um, you know, after Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I know that they're supposed to do snow and there's other s- stories in the works too that they're coming out with. I but I'm, I'm happy they started with this. Yeah, because I cannot describe how like un- 
how I'm not looking forward to Snow. <laughs> like I just, I can't. I, I just, I find I like Jon Snow in Game of Thrones. I find just a whole TV show revolving around him just sounds painful. Yeah, I, I'm not that excited about it. Um, he actually, Rob Stark was always my favorite, and Arya as well. Um, so I don't know. I I wasn't just him getting a, your like like you said getting his whole own stories kind of feels yeah. does feel kind of painful to me. So yeah. I, I just saw something here from an interview with Ryan Condal. Um, where he's talking about Damon and talking about how he doesn't like understand what's happening right now. But he says he's not Ned Stark. He's an anti-hero of this story. If you're looking for Han Solo, who is always going to do the right thing in the end, you are in the wrong franchise folks. And you people would be fascinated by him and latch onto him. But I figured the way that they would do it would be the way they did with Jamie Lannister or Braun or the red Viper. Yeah. But the thing is they've taken parts of him out from the books to like, kind of like fit that. Yeah, but they've all, and then they also like took out some of the like kinder, better parts of him too. So like, what? Which, which is it? Which is it, Ryan? Yeah. Who is this yeah, man? It 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 feels it feels a bit in- inconsistent. Yeah, I can see like, it being a little uneven. Could, yeah. Yeah, I could get that Damon's like been a bit of a dick for the whole season i mean like yeah he may have murdered his wife and right he did, and just he did try and like have sex well he did have sex <coughs> with niece but right <laughs> right but and i will say i think that this whole like i think a lot a, a lot of damon especially with like knowing what, what he's like in the books and then like how scenes that were removed from the show and such like i think a lot of the reception for damon is due to matt smith like yeah his, his performance like more so than the writing i think um but like you know it's 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 difficult like to to tell for sure but anyway um yeah let's so how do we how do we want to end this? <coughs> oh my god Sorry, we're just gonna guys. cough our way out of here <laughs> i don't know why i'm coughing stop did it work <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So. Anyway. Yeah. How do do we? We already made so many dragon sounds. I don't know what else to do or say. Um. What about narwhal sounds? Oh, that might be good. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, we'll be uh coming back at you do we have do we find another show to do or no um, um i did i didn't wait oh there's that wait has any of you have, you have any of you seen dark i haven't i've it's on my netflix queue oh you really need to see it it's one of my favorite tv shows but anyway the people who made dark are making a new tv show and that's coming out in november what's it called i mean <clears throat> we uh, can always watch last kingdom what's is that? that is that the- new um, so it's not exactly new, but a lot of people are now watching it because the the woman who plays Helena and the woman who plays Amond are in it. And it's actually, it's true history, but it's also a book and uh, it's on Netflix and it actually ended this year, but uh, there's several seasons of it, but that's everyone's 
finally watching it. It's a very, very good show. I don't know. You guys can look into it, but let me know what you guys come up with. And I'm, I'm up for watching anything new or whatever, but it's about, um, a, a guy who is born a Dane and his uncle takes his throne and well, Yes, and then he's raised by Vikings, but then he becomes, um, the king takes him, and he's neither a Dane anymore, nor English, but the king makes him do errands and fights for him in battle. Hmm. Okay, yeah. That sounds cool. I mean, I'll, I'll, just... I'll keep an eye on it. I remembered what that show is called. It's called 1899. So basically, Dark is one of my favorite TV shows. It's oh, about I've like a, a wormhole that's in like this German town and people are going. Yeah, I heard it's like German it. Stranger Things. Yeah, it's very, very, it's, it's a lot, well, it's, it's a lot darker than Stranger darker, Things. Okay. And, and it's, um, it's, it's a lot more mind boggling um, <clears throat> with all the time travel stuff. It basically delves into like the complications of time travel, especially when someone goes back in time and then doesn't come back again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite TV series I like, ever. And the people are making this new show called 1899. Um, and the, uh, the description is um, immigrants on a steamship traveling from London to New York get caught up in a mysterious riddle after finding a second vessel adrift on the open sea. So we can expect it's just as like mind-boggling as uh, Dark was. Okay, is that releasing weekly or is it just a dump again? I'm not Netflix? sure. I think it's a dump because it's Netflix. Yeah, I kind of wish they would stop doing that. Yeah, same. I enjoyed watching uh, House of Dragon weekly. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll 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 some we'll return next time. There's a dragon show. We'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever the next dragon show is. Hold on. I'm gonna type into Google. What is the next dragon show? It's, it's like gonna how to train how to train your dragon TV. Show. It's gonna come up uh, with the Lord of the Rings show. Uh, yeah. There's probably a dragon in that. Um, I think. Um, yeah, anyway, but we'll... Uh, oh, shit, Wednesday's coming out next month. I hope that's extremely good. Um, I'm, I'm praying it is every night. I pray. Um, okay, so let's let's all make some narwhal sounds and we'll, we'll resign to our thrones. Uh, I'm so fucking hungry. Um, do, they, do they use, like, supersonic noises to speak to each other? Are narwhals supersonic? My cat is meowing at me now. Yeah. It seems like she is. Um, do they have... They do not seem to have echolocation or anything. That's oh, it. no, they do. They do. Um, they do. I feel like I've... I feel like this might be racist, what we're doing. Against whales? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> What was that? Was it Yoshi dying? <laughs> okay, see you guys. We are signing off the, the three heads of the dragon. Baby. <laughs> Jesus. Dragon, dragon, bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, 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 bust the dragon, dragon, hot D.